0: What's going on, everybody To the Dogs football podcast? Here we are again on this Monday to recap everything that happened over the weekend and a little bit of a look forward. Again, here we are with no fights on to kick this thing off with another loss. I am your host, Nick Malone, joined by my co-host, Noah Lurch. Noah, we thought this was going to be a game. We know it was a big one to get back on the right track, but Missouri State was a good team and we did not
1: play too well. Yeah, we were we came in here and looking to uh, get ready and beat our fourth, uh, plan our fourth straight opponent and get another big win and another strike towards maybe a top eight seed and a buy in the playoffs. But uh, wasn't able to get it done execution wise, and uh, looks like we'll not be a top eight seed this year. You're right, and that was
0: definitely a key of something we wanted to do. Not only hosting or get a buy then host some playoff games. That looks like it's in the rearview mirror now with this loss. Yes, depending upon what everybody else does, but I'm, I'm sure it's pretty set in stone. A lot of people have us on the outside looking in. We lost by a final of 38-28. to 28. Don't let the score fool you. We had some garbage time stuff at the end. It really wasn't close. We had the lead at halftime. We'll get to, uh, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> Shelley was every bit of dynamic and whatever. We had a great first half on him. So, uh, we fall to six and three. That is tied to Missouri State uh, overall. So, let's get into this game, Noah. First off, um, let's talk about some things happening before the game. Uh, we thought, because we thought or we heard or seen during the week, that Jakari Patterson, who we know was uh, broke his hand at U and I, we thought, because Nick said in his presser on Monday that he might be able to, uh, uh, you know, play with this with the club on which of course we assume yeah we've seen that before why not hopefully he's not out for the year but Noah was confirmed that he is out for the year we know that takes a hit but we know we're pretty good at linebacker and you know Jakari has had a couple of interceptions this year had a, obviously a key tackle in spots we're gonna miss
1: Jakari out yeah it's a big hit to our depth on that linebacking core he's made some big plays like you said and yeah it's it shows how uh we're lucky how good Branson Combs just came in and filled this co- this that spot, and we know we still have Michael there. We still have Colby Coleman, and we know we still have Bryce Notre and we still have um. Uh... Zach. Yeah, Zach
0: Barola. Sorry. We'll get to Zach here in a second, but yeah, you're right because I feel like even Colby, even for a second there, I forgot about him, even though we know Nick said he wanted to see more snaps of him. Not sure how many snaps he got in this game. He did play a part, though. So, Jakari out for the year. That is definitely a hit. We think that's, of the injuries that we've had this season, especially once out for the year, we know Calvin's a big loss. That's probably the biggest one, still. But Jakari, I think we'll look back for the rest of the year, the last two games and moving forward, that we'll miss Jakari, I think. Just for the subbing in and out of keeping fresh guys in the linebacker. Yes, Branson did start, and we didn't hear much of him, honestly. And then Noah... Uh, as we know, we recall Jacob Garrett was supposed to play in this game. And before the game, Spooky Sports Network said he was in; he was going to make his fall debut. I didn't watch any of the game. I was working, tweeting, listening to the to Swoopy Sports. You were able to watch, and you didn't see Jacob, did you?
1: Yeah, I didn't see him out there in live action. And I'm sure, I'm sure, if since you were listening, that Mike would Mike or Gene would have said that, that he was playing in the game. So I did not see him live in action on the. ESPN three uh, stream. So uh, don't know. I I'm sure he was dressed and uh, well, they were supposed to test out how practice went that week. So, but I'm sure he's dressed and another after another week of this week's practice, hopefully he gets in there. You're
0: right. Especially against two teams. We feel like we should definitely beat down the stretch. You can get in those games. Yeah. I didn't hear his name. It would have stuck out for sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure he was dressed. They didn't pull the trigger. And then, Noah, we did see before the end, DJ Johnson, at, uh, where was he, a cornerback transfer from Iowa? Yes. And he uh, definitely, that's big time, losing a couple guys we know where we have a thin secondary. It's good to see, but I don't think he got in the game either. I did not hear him. Uh, may, have, may have been on special teams. I'm not sure. He said, They said he can't play this, so that'll be pivotal down the stretch. And then, Noah Bryson Strong, we knew it was the potential of being out. It could be a – career-ending uh, surgeries of his hand and all that stuff, his shoulder, and Noah, that is confirmed that Bryson Strong is calling it a career. This is heartbreaking news, not only for the program, for us as fans, but obviously for him, I'm sure, in his career, knowing that he had another year next year, let alone, Noah, these are pretty serious injury. If he's calling it quits, it definitely is heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, it's definitely takes a big hit to this team and uh, not having him for even next year and – for there was actually maybe a chance for him coming back this year. And so it's, yeah, it's heartbreaking. We know how big of a leader he was for this team. And I know he's still going to do that from the sidelines and hopefully, um, don't know if he'll, if he's ahead of schedule in school wise to graduate this after next in the spring. But, uh, if he wants to, let's keep him active on in this program and maybe he can help coaching next year. That's what I was literally about to say that I,
0: Depending upon what his uh, degree is and what he wants to go into, I think coaching definitely can be something he wants to do, especially with his brother being here a couple more years. You just never know. That is a good idea. So, Bryson, we wish you well, man. We know you followed our account, and we cannot wait to see you uh, finish the season out with us on the sidelines. And then, Noah, more heartbreaking news, the ultimate heartbreak, though. Chance Bush had to leave the program uh, for the passing of his mother, which I I couldn't even fathom. Uh, Chance, we're thinking about you. That is just terrible, terrible news. Uh, so we wish you well moving forward. Uh, so Noah, let's jump, let's jump into this game just a little bit, not a whole lot. We know we didn't do a whole lot, uh, but the, the start of the game definitely had its, had its things to talk about. We did win the toss. So they got, so we thought of, you know, obviously we're always going to defer. Um, but Noah, right away on their first drive, uh, there was a hit Zach Barola. You saw it. I'm sure It sounded like on the radio, they said, definitely targeting Zach Barola hit Shelly. A bit too high, it says, and was targeting on the field. They reviewed it officially, Zach roll out for the game. So that was a hit early.
1: Yeah, it was definitely – it was a unfortunate targeting, but it was targeting if – it's just one of those things where Jason Shelley, if he was standing upright, he would have hit him right in the middle of the chest, but if he was trying to take a hit, and, of course, it's right in the head area. So, yeah, it's definition of targeting, and it's unfortunate, but it is fortunate it happened early in the game, so he missed the second half. So he'll be available for this week. It was an unbelievable first half that we had as a team,
0: uh, but they went down and scored on that first drive, make it seven to nothing. Our first play from scrimmage, Justin Strong fumbled. He had the ball punched out. Thankfully, Zevion recovered it. Uh, Noah, then we went down and scored. Uh, let's see. There was a, a muffed punt by the Bears uh, that led to an easy one play. Nick Baker to Justin Strong for that touchdown. Uh, so obviously we pointed away early, but Dre Newman, Noah, Dre Newman has been a key cog in our special teams. He hasn't found his way well on defense, but he's found his way well on special teams. He's definitely made a difference. He, Besides our kickers, Dre Newman could be a special teamer of the year.
1: Yeah, big-time big, big time coverage guy on the special teams unit. Uh, we take pride in special teams, so uh, uh, we've been shaky some parts of the special teams this year. But, yeah, big Dre's been very big this year. I believe this is uh, – a. Had one down at Semo, I believe, and now yeah. he's had one now, so that's a second recovery of the year for him. Uh, so big heads-up play by him,
0: without a doubt.
1: So, uh, and then they,
0: and their next possession after, after the fact, uh, Shelley fumbled, and that was thanks to Richie Haggerty. And uh, right, they said Richie Haggerty first, and then Bryce got credit for the punch out. So Bryce Noctree, Richie jumped on it. Richie jumped on. Okay, he he jumped on it. Bryce credited with the whatever. So Noah, here we are. And we want to mention this because I know we'll talk about it again here shortly on uh, we had a fourth and one at their 28 and we go for it. And Nick mentioned, <clears throat> I think in the po- yeah, in the post game, <clears throat> excuse me, that we wanted to have double tied in sets and a lot of offensive lines to get these uh, fourth and shorts to convert Noah and Donovan Spencer. They tried to run him. He did not have a good rushing game, but overall we haven't been good rushing the ball at all the last two games. He had one up the middle, but he lost yardage. So the Bears took over with ease. So that's definitely not how you want to continue drives in a tight game.
1: Yeah, and I believe Nick Hill said today that he was – I guess he was asked about it, and he said uh, he he liked the call. He'd do it again. Well, I didn't think it was a very good call because it was out of a pistol set with Donovan behind Nick Baker. It was only fourth and two, so that means he's already six yards deep. So that's an extra six yards he has to get. So that's just – I didn't like the call because the – um, the safety came up in the back on the backside, and he had a free lane to the thing. We didn't have any blockers over there because it was a power zone to the left. So, uh, did not like the call. I don't understand why um, we don't go to Javon most of the time on fourth and short, or uh, just run out of the maybe a QB sneak. I don't know if we even practice a QB sneak, but uh, yeah, very questionable. We haven't been very good on key conversions this year, so uh, uh, I believe we were like ended up one for three on fourth down. Saturday. You're right. and
0: We talk about a sneak. Sometimes I know we have an undersized quarterback, but he's tough. You think he can work his way. You're right, especially when Donovan's already six yards behind. You're not going to, especially when you're not blocking well, you're not going to succeed. And that's what's interesting. If you have Javon in that spot and maybe to under center and not take, you know, not in his typical your backup quarterbacks, what, six, four. Exactly. Anything with stone to get him involved in any way. And even Javon under center, I think they wouldn't really know what to do, even though they probably have a feeling it's one of those we'll get to as well of them knowing what to expect from us. But uh, that happened knowing that on their next one, Bryce got a sack. So he had a forced fumble, and he had a sack to kick off his big day. And then Shelly got sacked again. Shelly is the uh, second most sacked in the FCS. Kevin Glacier got him on this one. It's good to see him get involved. Uh, and then Bryce got another sack. It's the third. We already had three sacks at this point. And then uh, let's see here. They can't convert on third and long. They keep going on whatever drives, and then their kicker hits a 51-yarder to make it 10-7. to That's how the first quarter ended. And then let's see. We go down. We had a what, drive stall. We'll just talk about the first half here. The second half definitely was not ideal. We get to the point. Nico, Noah hits a 50-yarder career best. We know in recent weeks he's had 40-something-yarder, definitely a 48-yarder. Career-high 50-yarder to tie the game. And then, um, and then they had a let's see here. They didn't have anything on their next drive. They punted again to us. A we had we went backwards on three plays. Jack had a punt. So it's just back and forth, back and forth. And here, Noah, let's talk about this. Anthony Knighton gets a sack. It was the fifth SAU sack of the day so far at this point, Noah. But Anthony Knighton, if you saw the play, how what played out to get him a sack? If he beat his man, or what? If you recall, have you, have you watched that hand break the record?
1: Uh, yeah, it was a a normal it was a drop-back scenario and uh Anthony got inside his man and got him another sack so it's a record that will never be broken probably so uh he's a, he's got a lot of those records so hopefully he keeps adding that he I think he added another one and 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 then later in the game so uh yeah, they, that that record's going to keep climbing hopefully cuz we're going to need him down the stretch.
0: Without a doubt, and we've talked before how we didn't think he was beating his man a lot. We didn't know when this sack was going to happen. And then it did against, you know, when our defense was hot with sacks and a quarterback. Yeah, they get sacked quite a bit uh, with him, you know, doing whatever in the backfield, the ability to run and all that, stuff. So Yeah, before or at that time, 24 and a half, that broke uh, with Phillips uh, for the record. So shout out to Anthony. We made a tweet on that. Great to see. And he also tied for tackles for loss. That was at this point, too, or some point in the game. I'm not sure if he broke that. He might have. I don't, I don't remember if we saw a tweet about it or not. But then we had that, Noah, and the, they pinned us inside our own two-yard line. We went three and out right after that. The Jack hit a 66-yard punt. Unbelievable. And then Noah just sacks galore. Mikel Calhoun got involved. Haggerty and Notre This was one of Bryce sacks that half sack. Then we had a big play downfield in order to get to Missouri State's 22-yard line, a 43-yarder, Nick to in, And then we get down, and the next thing you know, we got our fourth down. Comes down to Nico for the lead, and he missed a 37-yarder. Of course, he's been making all these big ones. You remember where he was at? The, which hash he was? Was it kind of a chip
1: shot? How was that? It was on the left hash, and he just pushed it right. The right, right. that's the He was kicking in the toughest end zone to kick at that stadium. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, he pushed it right, and it was it was quite a bit right too.
0: Rare, rare to see. Definitely rare to see. He he has been kicking himself for that. I'm sure. Noah didn't hurt us too bad because then they had a, a downfield play. David Miller got his first collegiate interception with 18 seconds left in the half, and then Noah we go down. Uh, Nick Baker had some scrambles on this. Noah and we go down to Nico here. He'll miss a 37 yarder, but here he he hits a 55 yarder at the buzzer. Before halftime, that ties the school record set by Greg Goodman in 1970. Uh, So unbelievable, 55 yards. So we talked about, no, here we are, up 13 to 10 at half, that it could have been 16-10. We feel like it should have been. I think, don't you think that could have? Because obviously when you come out of half, whatever play you design up, but if you have a six-point lead, that can be different than a three-point lead. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a difference coming out of half. You're getting the ball and you can be up. You could you could extend it to two scores no matter what but uh, yeah it's definitely a, a big difference it could be so uh, yeah we need to we needed to come out of half and capitalize on getting up ball and putting going up and scoring and going driving down and get a touchdown uh, make it a 10-point game but we were unable to do that right away exactly and at this half uh,
0: definitely Let's just – we're not selling it short at all. The offense was not good, not as bad as in the second half. Uh, but the first half was definitely not ideal offensively. Uh, neither for them, but that was just because of our defense. Our defense was unbelievable. Had, what, seven sacks at the – you know, at halftime, which is something you uh, – seven sacks and an interception. You would think if someone told you that, if you are doing that at half, you would at least have a two-possession lead or so. But, of course, we only had a 3 Definitely not ideal. The stats weren't anything to write home about. Laynon had 66 yards. You know, at this point, also, we want to point out Vontae Cox did not have a catch at halftime. We know he was good last week coming off injury, could not get involved on this one. Outside of Laynon, it was just one yard catches. Jeron and Justin. We know Justin's was for the touchdown. So, definitely not ideal. Uh, and, you know, yeah, the offense couldn't warrant or match what the defense was doing at this point. So, We'll just talk about here, right out of half, Keenan got the eighth sack of the day. Uh, Then they punted it back to us, so on and so forth. We couldn't get anything. They ended up scoring, but no, before that, let's just talk. Today's attendance, or that attendance, was 7,176, largest November crowd since 2012. We can both agree, though, even though it was a noon game. uh, We're not sure. We did hear the guys on Sports Voice on Swookie Row beforehand. But there should have been, it was a great day outside. Not too cold at all. We know high school football is going around. 7,000, that's a far cry, Noah, from what it has been. We know we're coming off losses. Some people view it that way. Some people have other stuff to do. It is the largest November crown
1: in nine years, but 7,100 isn't really that ideal, is it? No, it's better than it has been in past recent Novembers, like they said. But, yeah, it's not idea, it's not what we really want. We want around that 10,000 mark. You, hopefully, like last last home game, but... Yeah, we know with – we talked about high school playoffs going on and other things, it's a nice day. Um, Thought more people would get out and maybe – because I think tickets were on sale again. So, uh, yeah, it was disappointing. But uh, the 7,100 that showed up, they did not get to see what they wanted to see.
0: Without a doubt. We
1: go to the end of the third quarter. We're down by four
0: off of one of their touchdowns. And then they score again right after that to kick off the fourth quarter. We're down by eleven. Nick Baker kept getting sacked. Nothing on offense. Avante caught his first twenty-three yard gain, and we actually scored here, like we said, a little bit of garbage time. You know, on the fourth, we're down eleven. Nick hit Isaiah for nineteen, and then uh, some unsportsmanlike. Not sure who was on. I don't remember exactly, but Nico had to move his thirty, move his PAT back to thirty-five yards. So we go down. They kept scoring. We scored again. Tyce Daniel caught eleven yards. We wish Tice would uh, be more involved besides not in garbage time. We failed an onside kick. Uh, Jason Shelley just kept running the ball. And the next thing you know, we turn, turn it over on downs, 14 seconds left. So that's how the game ended, Noah. Again, we preach, and we'll get some quotes here from the team. All about, and Nick preached that's pretty much all we hear is consistency. And we talked about uh, certain plays in this game, the fourth and shorts, even how we're doing it, we're you know, we're not getting any production, any good execution on fourth and downs to keep us going. Nick Baker, I kept hearing, I'm sure you saw it, it was not sharp at all. Uh, What's crazy is we had zero turnovers in this game as a team offensively, and you would say, okay, if you're doing that at half defensively and you have no turnovers all game, you think we won, we wouldn't lose by 10, but that's how bad the offense was, No.
1: Yeah, our offense was not good at all, all day long. They could not find any consistency to get anything going. And uh, our defense paid the price for that in the first quarter. Our our, our our possession time was 2 minutes and 47 seconds compared to their 11 minutes and 28 seconds in the first quarter. And uh, the second quarter was about even, but once again in the third, we had the ball for 4 minutes and 38 seconds compared to their 10 minutes and 22 seconds. Our defense paid the price for what our offense could not sustain a drive and get anything going, because I'd say the defense played, uh, let's see, they had 53 rushing attempts, and uh, Jason, Jason Shelley's threw the ball 29 times, so that's upwards of almost 80 snaps, and that's happened a lot recently to our defense, and um, we got to try to find some consistency. Uh, we talked about it last week. The play calling and the execution of those plays have not been good recently. Uh, penalties we were better on penalties but still not great Uh, so yeah we don't we have not found that consistency we saw it we saw it we've seen it we saw it in semo we saw it saw it in against dayton because that's dayton but in south dakota state we've seen a lot of it but we've seen some recent patches of in different games and we have not put one together since the south dakota state game. you're right and i think we've talked about how much is on nick baker's shoulders and Hearing on the radio just
0: he, that he wasn't sharp, he wasn't making throws, he was missing guys. Um, I mean, just the rigmarole of, you know, consistency and just, yes, play calling. everything we preached lately was not good at all. Definitely we did not think, especially in, in the latter part of the season here on the final stretch, that our offense would be as bad as it is. Uh, we know the offensive line itself wasn't great either. Overall, it just was not a great – Team game. That's the easiest and nicest way to put it. I mean, even Nick Baker. I mean, he ended up with three touchdowns. Like we said, some garbage, some garbage time ones. Again, not sharp. Javon had one throw in this game. Uh, Here, no, we had 31 carries for 36 yards. I don't even know what to say. That is absolutely unacceptable for a quote-unquote running team. Donovan, 11 for 15. They have not done him any favors the last two weeks. A lot of it's on the line. A lot of it's on play calling. A lot of it's on execution, though, obviously. Not being able to find anything. Javon only getting two carries as our best players, inexcusable continuously. Nick was asked about that today. We'll get to that. Uh, Just overall nothing. We know the quarterback takes a lot in the stats department of rushing. Nick had 11 for only five. So 31 for 36. Uh, I I was going to pass it over to you. I, I know you'll say that it's absolutely inexcusable. For a
1: running team, yeah, it's 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 terrible, and we that's what we after the SEMO game when we threw the ball for a record set of times that we had seen in forever. Nick Nick said we're going to stay with the run, we're going to be a running team, we're going to pride ourselves on that, and we've yet to show it. I mean, they had fifty three attempts for two hundred thirty seven yards. I mean, uh, and they they really like to throw the ball, and I know Jason Shelley's a dual threat guy, and he scrambles a lot in a lot of those yards, but. Um, their running back had seven attempts for 104 yards and a touchdown. That's a 14.9 average, and that's because not not all of that is on because the defense is gas, but some of it is because we've not hit the right gaps and stuff. But yeah, they risked for 237 yards on us, and we want to pride ourselves on being a running team when we have it takes us only 36 yards. That's just awful and. Yeah, that second half to me, it came down to uh, which quarterback was going to take over and put his put the game on his shoulders, and we saw who done that.
0: Every bit of Shelley, without a doubt. Uh, that's the thing I say. I mean, he's huge. So his ability to run, and we, we want Nick to run, and he did at times. But just when it came to throwing the ball, yeah. The fact that they run all over us like that, I mean, he, teams have been doing that to us all season. And it's unfortunate going to that game and us preaching that they were a really good throwing team as well. It's just I mean, their defense, we also hyped up their defense a little bit, which was quality in and of itself, but not, not when you're missing throws and you're just not running the ball at all. It's just so unfortunate. Landon, seven for 100 on this day. Or ended up with three catches for 60, so on and so forth, 262 as a team. Just consistency is just – Obviously, just not there. And that, that's pretty much all we can say. That's what we've been wanting to see different throughout, easily in the home stretch, and good teams that you've played the last two weeks, but teams that you should win. I mean, you had a chance to win in you and I. That was only a seven point defeat. This game, you had a lead in half. Fall out of halftime and don't do anything, and you're just awful from there on out. Noah, some bright spots. We'll get to some more bright spots. Some dogs of the game. Uh, Nico, we know he missed it, but he had. 55 was his longest. Obviously, he had eight total points for himself. Jack, Noah, unbelievable. Seven punts, which it's, it's crazy thinking back to how long ago it was that we didn't think Jack was going to have a lot of opportunities and be up for the punter of the year. I'd say he's... I don't know what everyone else is doing. It seems like he's at least a finalist if they were to have like a top three finalist. Jack would be on there. 356, almost seven punts. 51 average, and 66 was his longest. Uh we've said before running out of words to say about Jack. So no way I was about to throw it over to you again, talk about the offense before we segwayed here. Final thoughts on the offense.
1: Yeah, not great. Uh, 298 total yards of offense is not going to get it done in this, this age of football because uh, um, teams are going to put up to close to over 400 yards and almost 500 yards a game on you. So uh, you got to be able to find a, find the rhythm and do something. And it's, it's down to nick baker because he's got a he's the quarterback and this is his job so he's going to have to find some magic in him like stone did down the stretch last year Uh, when the play's not there you got to make a play and he's yet to show some of that in a lot of these games so uh yeah we got to find a way i don't know what it's going to take to get this running game going but uh Maybe getting uh, Javon Williams more than two carries, I don't know. So uh, Nick Baker's getting – or Nick Hill's getting tired of hearing that question, but we're going to keep asking it every week. Keep it up, Matt Varney, Todd Hefferman. I don't care how pissed he gets because this is your best player. And uh, it's time to get in the football, and uh, you're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs if you can't get your best players to football.
0: Exactly. And people do need to keep asking about it. And that is a far cry. You mentioned Stone again his ability to make a play when a different play wasn't there. and I think we're more, obviously, of a throwing team uh, this year than we were last year, but Nick's inability to realize that this far into the season has definitely been why we feel like we've took a little bit of a turn for the worse. And, yeah, especially if you're only sustaining a minute drives because you can't run the ball, so the clock's running. Next thing you know, you're in late downs, and you can't complete passes, and then you're off the field again. I feel feel sorry for our defense because – At points of this season, what they've been able to do—I'd say the only slip-ups they've had was the Western, some of the second halves, like the Western Illinois second half, or you know, we could pinpoint ones. But the defense has been relatively solid, losing guys, some inconsistencies, some guys have obviously been consistent all season long. uh, But you got to give them rest. As the quarterback, yes, you have to sustain drives and look at it in that aspect—not only to get downfield and help the offense, you got to have the defense in the back of your mind, help them out.
1: So let's segue to also record. Really okay,
0: three
1: of fifteen on third down is not going to cut it. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care who you're playing Dayton. If you're three of fifteen on third down, that's that's. I don't even know what to say anymore. No, what were we last week? we I think we were four for thirteen last week. They were Missouri State was thirteen of twenty. That's that's going to win you ball games. Oh good. Continues being successful on third down moves the drives, and that's how you sustain drives. And I don't even know what's going on with our offense anymore. Whenever you definitely. Have more succeeds than you do fails, like 13
0: of, compared to 7 of the 20, you're, you're easily going to win games without a doubt. Uh, so, you yeah, segment Bryce, or Noah, we know Bryce got ejected last game. We've had two back to back, and who knows, Zach Brola could have made a, some more stops or anything could have made a little bit of a difference in this game, too. We know we've said before that if it wasn't for last week, we wouldn't have been in that game because uh, Zach led us to tackles with Bryce not being out. So, who knows the impact he could have made. I'd say a decent one. Uh, so we definitely, Bryce is definitely back, and he was every bit of 13 tackles, eight of his own, two and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, and a fumble, and a forced fumble. No, I mean, that's easily got to be the best defensive performance of the season so far by, by he, he had something to prove. I think, I mean, I picked him for defensive dog of the game going into this because I had a feeling he was going to be, have this fire underneath him. Noah here, Jordan Burner. let's mention him real fast, he had a, uh, one and a half tackles for loss and a sack himself. Pretty sure he had 15 and a half sacks for his career. Now I'm not sure where they said that ranks. And that is obviously about 10 less than uh night. But Noah Jordan's been, like we said, quiet at times this year, but his past two seasons have been up. We're going to miss him. I know the season's not down. We know he'll keep it up. One of the quietest, quietest best defensive players in SIU history. And he's been here a long time, obviously.
1: Yeah, he doesn't get talked about because, uh, um, he's played alongside. He's playing on the other side of Anthony Knight, and we've seen what Anthony Knight has done in his career. So he doesn't get as much recognition as he should. And yeah, he he shows out. And he plays in. He last year he moved inside. He played inside, outside. So uh, yeah, we're gonna miss him after he's gone this year. So uh, tough place. Tough tough guy to replace, especially those two edge rushers we have. George's production these last two years
0: have been unbelievable. Uh, and then Noah Quay here, we knew he was tied. We didn't have a couple. He didn't have a lot of tackles in you and I think. He was tied with Jeremy. And career tackles, he had seven total of the day. Only one of his own. He had a lot of split tackles, but it's safe to say he passed Jeremy, which is a big uh, deal. One tackles for loss. Uh, Clayton was your defensive dog of the game, right? He got more involved in this one. Uh, than yeah, here's Anthony, two and a half tackles for loss. We mentioned he is. Tied. he might have broke tackle for loss record, and he had that one sack. Mikel with a sack, Richie with a half sack, Kevin, and Keenan with one as well. So we mentioned Branson. He had a tackles for loss. He was pretty quiet. DJ Johnson did get in the game. He had three total tackles. So hopefully he gets more and more involved. Um, and we see guys like Raekwon Lindsay continue to barely get any snaps. He had a lot. What was it? Was it you and I, or was it a couple games ago that Raekwon got It was, involved? It was you and I. So we think we should see more of him as well. Our corners, we know David had a pick. P.J. had six tackles as well, nothing else. They don't really throw it at P.J. They were saying that on the radio, and it seems to be the case. Um, so Noah, like we said, yeah, defense did all they could, and they were just gassed at the end for the most part, uh, along with, you know, execution, but being on the field for – we need to find out how many snaps they had total. I'm sure it's – what What would you say? How many snaps did he in accordance to obviously how many plays they ran, so I guess we get to see it in that regard. Definitely too many. Uh, I'm
1: looking eighty one. De- eighty one defensive snaps by my count. That is, your- and that's why your deep that's why your defense allows four hundred and eighty yards of offense is because they're playing eighty one snaps compared to their defense playing, I don't know fifty. That's thirty more snaps almost. So. And that's why that's when you're going to get them being 13 of 20 on third down and them having the ball for 37 minutes of the game. It's just, we're playing two snaps and yeah, we try to rotate guys in and out, but when they're a team like this, so they get up to the line sometimes and you can't make them sub. So yeah, we've been saying it all year, our defense is on the field way too much and when we do, it feels like when our offense is clicking, they score on three plays exactly. and your defense goes right back out there. So we got to find a way. you got to have a game plan of finding to sustain drives. We're going to keep saying that. That's the key to our success. So running this football, we got to figure out this run game. We know how good of an offensive line coach Trevor Olsen is. He's going to finally figure something out, hopefully, these next two games. Or um, you're going to have a first-round exit, in my opinion. It could be that. We know every team that will make the playoffs is
0: quality. They make it for, for a uh, reason. And yeah, you mentioned the, there's no in between. We score fast or we're off the field fast because of a three and out. We, we do not sustain drives. They had 14 exact total time of possession over us. Uh, yes, you mentioned the 485 total yards. We only had 298. We had more passing. Like I said, a lot of garbage in that. 36 rushing to 32. They had to over 200 more rushing yards in. One more penalty, yeah, for the yardage of whatever. Fourth down efficiency, we were 1 and 3. They were 0 and 1. And then, yeah, you mentioned the third down earlier, and they had seven more first downs than us. So, bottom line, I mean, we mentioned before how Coach Hill's uh, uh, halftime speeches are. He says he doesn't really have to say a whole lot. That was an Illinois State, and we were down 17 0. That seemed like a game at hand against a lesser opponent. And we came back, and they didn't score again the whole game. So,. You know, I'd hope that his halftime speeches are a little different. As, even if you have a lead, it doesn't matter whether it was 16 to 10, 13 to 10. It was 13 to 10. So, you know, you have to say, we. And it's on him. And he, he always takes the blame, which he should for the most part. Players execute, but he puts them in a situation for these play calls. And he takes full on blame for it, which we feel like a little bit as he should. So now, Noah. Course, this is all depressing. Back-to-back weeks, we don't know what to do with ourselves with losses. Let's get into these dogs of the game. We talked about it beforehand. It's it's rightfully so. It seems like the ultimate dog of the game, no matter what anybody else did, would be Anthony Knighton for breaking the sack record and tying that tackles for loss record. It was only a matter of time and he did that. We both definitely agree with that. I mean, we'll go ahead and give Bryce a little side dog of the game, clearly, for his unbelievable performance. And then Noah Jack's got to get her. We said Jack's got to be one, too. So we do have a couple here with him having his great punts and then Nico hitting career highs in 50 yards. Uh, I mean, overall, I mean, Dre Newman. I mean, not a lot of dogs in the game, but definitely ones that stick out.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot, but uh, um, we're not going to give – we usually give an offensive one. We can't even do that today. So no. That's how pitiful our offense was Saturday. But, yeah, we went – I think uh we decided on Anthony since he broke a record. Uh we'd give him that and yeah, special teams like you said, Nico, Jack, Drake Newman, those are guys that are irreplaceable and I don't know what we're gonna do with the punter. Jack graduates, so I don't we don't we haven't even I haven't even seen on the recruiting board uh uh we're looking at any punters, so uh we're gonna have to get on that Australian hotline and find another Australian to come up here. Yeah. We would think they have that under control,
0: but we talked earlier too, thinking about Jack, but thinking about everyone that's gone. And, you know, it stinks that we're having, we're, we've lost to good teams, but teams we should, we know we should beat if we want to sustain good going into the playoffs and being the team we want to be with that top eight. That this is a do or die season because of the players you're losing. We're not sure the kind of team we'll be next year with everybody leaving. So this is still that title or bust season because of everybody we are losing. So, yeah, definitely. And you're right, we don't, like I said, maybe under control with the punter. I don't I'm not sure. So, we know Jake Bumgard is ready. We know we uh, recruited a kicker months back. So, we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, definitely something, it's, it's tough to follow in the footsteps of what those two have done this year. So, some quotes here, what to end up talking about this game. Uh, Nick Hill said about that halftime, he said, we were able to steal the momentum with the big kick coming in halftime. We haven't been great getting points on that first drive of the second half. We have to be able to go up two scores and put a team away. Yes, and he also said we're not an offense that just small. We're not an offense that people. That's not how we're built across the front line. First down success is crucial. Drives that we were good on, we had first down success. He said those third and longs when no one's open and he's scrambling for his life and he gets first downs. That kid made some plays. Like we said, we've talked before how he's not really gonna. Or he was talking about Shelley there. He's also said that about Baker before as well. Uh, he said, we've been terrible the last two weeks on fourth and short. It starts with me. We've tried it as far as the play selection. And then Lane said, I know it seems like we may be in a slump, but I don't think we are. Uh, I think we can turn this thing around quickly. I've been on this team a long time, and I've seen the losing side, the winning side, I believe, in our team. And then Coach Hill ended. We're just getting out-executed in critical moments. And we've got to find a way to flip that script. You show back up the next day and go to work. You have a good attitude and try to figure it out. We have a team that will do that. He mentioned, because he was asked in the presser about uh, motivation or how a team is after this. And he said, obviously they don't, you know, pretty much they don't flinch and they look ahead, you know, they don't really dwell on this. And they're a team that stays positive no matter what, knowing that they, that they will pretty much be okay. That's pretty much how we, how we said that. So, Yeah, no, very unfortunate. Let's talk about let's talk about that presser that he talked about today because uh, he did uh, he talked about some things and he was let's talk about the Javon thing again. He was asked it. He seemed upset about it. We've talked about it already to this point. Then he says he's asked about it every week, kind of got on some guys for it. But Noah, again, that is it needs to happen if you want to win games going forward.
1: Yeah, and it's like I said earlier. I don't, I don't care if he gets tired of it. They need to keep asking this question because, um, besides special teams, you give him the ball two times to run the ball. That's not good. I know you got a four headed monster, but uh, um, yeah, it's, it's what it's what we've been talking about. When they put Javon in the Wildcat and they run a, a read option with him, he's taking it every time. I don't know if um, he's saying this is my time to make a play because I'm not going to get the ball anymore or. Um, he's just not getting good reads out of it. it. Could it could be a little bit of both? But uh, yeah, you gotta find your ways if you want to win ball games. You're gonna find your get, find ways, different ways to get your team the ball. And that's yet to happen for some reason. And We said weeks back that we think Javon could be
0: used in just different ways. If he's not gonna run the ball for you, maybe he can throw the ball sometimes. We know we love throwing the deep ball and vice versa. We know we can catch the ball. Use him in any any sort of way, and they do it how the playing uh, how they how the game plays out, and he is a slow runner. They want to get more speed in there, but nothing's working. So you got to stick with your best when nothing else is working. Uh, Noah, what else did he mention? that press. He was asked about.
1: Uh, Matt Varney was asking about. Um, what did he ask about? I, don't know, I blank when it comes to
0: remembering. We saw today.
1: Later uh, was asking a lot about the game. Then. Uh... Trying to think. Oh, somebody was asking. Oh, Todd asked about next week a little bit, so we won't say anything about that. Um, yeah, but they just lost. Lost. I don't. I don't even remember now.
0: Yeah, we talk about it so much that we honestly forget, and honestly, we should just move on because
1: we talked how
0: if there's injury updates, that's the biggest things from that, and they pretty much just dwell on the game. They do any injury updates this week? No, and we we gave a little before this of the status of a lot of players and where they stand. So yeah, other than that we might on Friday mention again about what he said. So, uh, you no, know, there was a tweet now on Landon and his status all time. He had seven catches this past week. He's still third in both pass receptions and yards, but he's only 42 yards shy of Michael. Um, and he's ninth in single season yards with 820 right now. We know Avante is right before. him. he had that last year, all of last year. Landon's got a couple more games to give. Um, and then obviously Cornel Craig was unbelievable. He's the only one that's ever had a thousand-yard seasons in '97 and '99.
1: Uh, now, now, let's jump into these some of these polls. We know we fell a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, we slid in both of the polls, which we were expected to. In the coaches' poll, we slide all the way down to 16. Um, so uh, that moves uh, Missouri State moved to 14. And the other Valley schools, uh, North Dakota State at 6, who slid after their loss. We'll get into it a little bit more once we go around the Valley here soon. Then South Dakota State at 7. Yeah, Northern Iowa falling to 24. They've had enormous wins this year,
0: and they could be on the cusp of not making them. I know there's 24 teams that get in, and they have good wins, but they have way too many losses. We'll see how that plays out. Eastern Kentucky filling out at 25, so yeah overall we understand the slide it's reasonable no matter who it's against Missouri State was what before this game like 19 or
1: 20, 17 something
0: I think so that they reasonably fell up beating a team like us so especially them being on the road so and then stats perform had one as well right yeah
1: we fell down to 15, 15 so which 15. Uh, they have Missouri State at 16 so it's interesting we stay in front of them yeah I know and I feel like that's one that's you know they're both pretty quality
0: things I would love to see the uh, reasoning behind that right so uh we know we there was a big game this saturday between north dakota state and south dakota state let's talk about that game and others around the valley in the fcs
1: yeah since you mentioned that game um we didn't take care of business but we got help and since we didn't take care of business we could have been tied at the top of the valley with one loss in the in the valley but south dakota state took down at home took down north dakota state 27 19 um that was a big game. Pierre Strong had two touchdown runs, so uh, and he threw for another score uh, with a trick play. So that's a big time win for them. That gets them back in the seed talk. We know that they uh, had some recently recent key losses at home against us in Northern Iowa, but they get back on the right track beating their uh, border rival in North Dakota State. Uh, South Dakota went on the road to Macomb, the Western Illinois. They uh, beat them pretty good, 42-21. Doubled up the Leathernecks. Um, North Dakota State or North Dakota, I should say, with a comeback win, three-point win against Youngstown at home 24-21. And the big one, uh, we were we were interested to see this is an overtime. Illinois state takes down Northern Iowa 17 to 10. That was a um that we know that's a tough place to play in Illinois State. You saw what they did in the first half against us, so that's a tough opponent. Northern Iowa falls to 5-4. and four. That is interesting to see. We know they play at Missouri State next week. Then they get Western Illinois. So two must-win games for them.
0: And two tough games. As we know, we just saw Missouri State. We saw Western weeks back. Definitely a tough test for you and I. That was, We've said before, even our game with them and then this past week, they're must-win games for the moving forward. That will be a tough way to end it. Uh, so now let's take a look at these standings. We know North Dakota State, which is huge, then losing their first conference game, but also helps South Dakota State, as we mentioned. Uh, they're five and North Dakota State's five and one, Missouri State five and two. Yes, we're four and two, along with South Dakota State and South Dakota. You just said South Dakota was victorious this weekend. They're interesting. I mean, what else do they have to offer? Now they have the same conference record and overall record as us. How's their resume look? Yeah,
1: they have a they have an interesting resume, but um at six and three. Another win, you'd say 7-4 and four with their resume. And playing in the Valley, you would get in. But uh, they finished the year with North Dakota State and South Dakota State, <laughs> so it doesn't look good for them.
0: No, and we can flash back. They beat Northern Iowa at their place by 13 points in their first game of the year. They only – I know it's Kansas. They're a terrible football team. Still Big 12. They only lost to them by three. They've had a quality season. Yeah, if they win either one or both of these games, they're easily in. And they're – it's interesting. They're an interesting team. We, we've talked about them all year. We're kind of glad we've avoided them, even though we'd like to play them. So, yeah, and then everything else finishes out. The non-contenders rest the way outside of and I, potentially. Indiana State, we play this week. They've only forced 84 points in the Valley. That is less. We'll get to more than They're 2-4, and four, Youngstown 1-5. and five. So those are the teams we've finished out with. Again, we would like to finish strong. Uh, now, Noah, let's jump into a bunch of high school guys. We had a lot in attendance, but let's get to how our
1: commits are doing continuously every week in the playoffs. Yeah, let's start with, let's start with our commits. Uh, a lot going on. Um, start down at Georgia. We usually uh, do him last, but Ryan Chanley, and Cherokee high school um, tough loss to a good, really good Milton team last week, 42, 14 loss for Cherokee high school. Um, I believe they start the first round of, uh, the playoffs this week So they go on the road at Norcross So we're going to we'll, we'll redo this Friday But best of luck to Cherokee and Ryan In the playoffs starting down in Georgia We hope for a deep playoff push For them Just like SIU So um, best of luck to them when, uh, camp, Then we go into up into Districts in the state of Missouri That's where all our commits are from So far besides Ryan Um They're in full. I believe this week will be district championships in all classes. So uh, starting with Jimmy Lansing um, and Chaminade, the two seed in Class Five District Three, they get a win over Fort Zumwalt South, 42 to 12. Big win for them. They go now. They move into the district championship this Friday at number one seeded Fort Zumwalt North. So that will be a big game. Um, We will stay tuned on that. We know we got a. SIU basketball game, but we will stay tuned and uh, maybe stream a little bit on one of our phones while we're out at the SIU game. Watch out for a couple of these games. Uh, go back and forth. Then uh, Charles Young, um, they defeated the number one. They, they're the number one seed in Class 2 in District 2. They defeated Herman, 61-0. Um, big blowout Gosh. win. Um, they host the two seed this this uh, Friday as well. Dutch Dutchnees the two seeds. So that's uh, Charles Young had two tackles last Friday night. So uh, he's had a decent year. So uh, good for them. They are continuing on hosting for the district championship. Um, another blowout. Luther North, the one seed in Class Five, District Three, one over Orchard Farm, fifty-two to three. Brian Brown's um, on the offense, or yeah, offensive side. He was six to six for one thirty-eight and two TDs. Had six rushes for seventy-nine yards. Also. And our boy, Jalen Banks, had five tackles. They host the number two seed Cardinal Ritter, a very good good team. Yeah, we know about them. Yeah, so uh, they host them Friday for the district championship in that class. Then uh, St. Dominic with a big upset over the one seed in McClure, 43-36 Saturday. Uh, Ryan Schwindemann did it all. Six rushes for 56 yards in the touchdown, four receptions for 58 yards, and had eight tackles on defense. Um, not sure he came off the field in that game it sounds like so he was everywhere big upset win for st dominic and then boys they now go on the road the number two seed hazelwood east for the district championship in class four district four um carter Lair, um west plains class four district six big win over logan rogersville 52 to nothing now they host two seed in mcdonald county um we do not ha- we do not get stats for the guys on uh, more of western missouri so carnal we do not have stats for him unless say we see tweets about him then lee Summit north and trey baker um our quarterback commit uh win 21 14 over raymore peculiar in class six district three so they're ho- they host Joplin this uh this weekend so uh we got a lot of we got all our commits um blowouts a lot of blowouts a lot of big wins that's what that's what you get in districts you play teams you play some teams you see you see it in the year so uh um yeah everybody but everybody in the state of missouri we ate, all our players we're recruiting winners they're playing for district championships this week so we will keep you in touch we will stay in touch with them we'll mention them again on friday who they play um but best of luck uh let's bring some, bring bring home some hardware this weekend without a doubt and definitely a lot of us you're right they do play teams again.
0: So. They know what to expect, and these are games that warm them up for down the road. I think two that stick out to me there, not only uh, what's-his-name doing everything, you said, yeah, he definitely – got just blanked on his name. Brian Schwendeman. Schwendeman, his ability to do everything on the field is definitely interesting. You said Brian Brown. I think he's someone to keep an eye out for. And we'll get to another one. We keep getting in on quarterbacks. Uh, Brian Brown's someone – I hope we don't convert him to defensive back because I think he's got – because the dual threat we see nowadays, obviously he's not him in general. You just think of a guy like Lamar Jackson when you see Brian Brown ability to throw and run. I think that's something you have to experiment with. I cannot wait to see what he can do. And then Trey Baker is also interesting because he plays top notch talent, without a doubt. And you know his ability to play well, he's one a name we got to keep up with too. So we definitely got a lot of good guys coming in. You're right. You said seven eight for Chanley, and you said you lost. But moving forward, good luck. So he plays probably the best competition, though, obviously, of any of our other recruits down there. So definitely, yes. Continue luck to everybody and success. You're right. Bring home some hardware. We'll keep updating them on that. So now, know some those are our commits. What are some other recruits we knew had a feeling there's going to be a lot in attendance this Saturday, and there definitely was.
1: Yeah, there was a lot, and we're going to continue to have some. Um, 2023, uh, Michael Lanier. We mentioned him last podcast. He's a quarterback so he was there he looked like he took a picture in front of the basketball up up the steps and on the field so he was there glad to have him he had had a great time on my visit he says thank you to coach mark watson for amazing experience can't wait to be back on campus so if they're can't wait to be back on campus that's big time so yeah. uh, um another one uh we he's been here before we've been watching him um He's from Phoenix, Arizona. He's a kicker, uh, Marlon Hawk. He's been he's back. Uh, looks like he took a picture with a couple coaches, and uh, so uh, he was back on campus. That's another kicker. So that's interesting to see. Looks like he has good size. So for a kicker, then uh, Luke Gall, He's a from a run ba- running back linebacker from Carthage High School. In Missouri, so uh, look like he took a nice visit as well, along with uh, Haven Hatfield from Tuscola Community Co- or Community College, Tuscola High Community High School up there. In he's a big boy. Yeah, it's it's a big boy. So uh, surprised they're not still playing because they usually have a really rich program up there in Tuscola. But uh, great to have him on campus. Then Chase Tap. Speaking of big boy. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Um, offensive lineman at, uh, Malden, Missouri, another one on campus. Then, uh, I believe we had an offer today right before we got on. We saw it, um, 2022 quarterback. I don't know what's up with these quarterbacks, but it says two-time All-State athlete. So, um, maybe we can convert, but, uh, Patrick Carlton, another offer today for another quarterback at Missouri. So, uh, not, not sure what to make out of that.
0: Yeah, we've definitely been seeking out quarterbacks out of Missouri overall. You're right. I think honestly, I think it's something that, you know, is built upon throughout, you know, the season of guys that you think will be here long term, guys you don't. There's already maybe some talks. I think we've seen that before. I think we kind of saw that in basketball with uh I, I say this about like Eric Butler who left, for example. Like I think you kind of see the rumblings not only from a guy who's not playing, but Uh, in general, of who you recruit, obviously, who you offer. That's about guys that's going out the door, especially ones that you're able to have commit, and I think getting in of these quarterbacks means that we might see some guys leave, and obviously we're not sure exactly who that could be. It is interesting. We have one off injury. Definitely something we got to keep an eye out for continuously because it's something weird, for sure. Patrick Carlton, yes. He already followed us. We had to follow him. We saw that, yes. It happened six hours ago, for sure, and Yeah, you mentioned that kicker. He took a picture with Jamie DeBerry, which we know him coming here in his first year, how well he's done Uh, because our our special teams have been pretty quality. We know that's always a key to the game. Our special teams are pretty much always good for the most part, even going back to containing Deuce Vaughn in the Kansas State game and their other guy they had there. So good job by him and his ability to recruit. We would like another kicker, hopefully, like we said earlier. Hopefully he's a good punter as well. And then there was one, I don't know, if Matthew Craig, did you mention him?
1: Yeah, he was, uh, we mentioned him on the last podcast, right. but uh, uh, 6'3", offensive lineman, defense lineman, a class of 2023 from Winsville Liberty High School. He was there also. Who edited his picture on here? He's got the old logo. Not sure. We see a lot of that. Probably out. some homemade stuff.
0: Some old pictures of the stadium of before we got the new turf and all that stuff. Same thing with basketball, so. No big deal, obviously, but can't post, can't post pictures of empty stadiums, so gotta go way back. We said that before. That's actually a funny point. So, yeah, there's an update on all the guys that were there. Like we said, we definitely would like to. Uh, obviously, you know, it was a, it was a bad game overall. They didn't see the best game. We always like to play well, and we have been all season when guys are in attendance and even the atmosphere itself. Yeah, to convince a lot of guys, football and or basketball. So hoping they still liked what they saw, you know, especially the ones that say I'll be back kind of thing. So hoping we can land a lot more of these guys to continue our great classes this year and moving forward. Uh, so that covers almost everything in this pod. Noah, let's have a little sm- small tidbit of the Sycamores for next week.
1: Yeah, it's a struggling program right now. Uh, we know they didn't play in the spring, so, uh, good, uh, good rushing attack. So our defenses have to come prepared. So, uh, yeah, we got a, it's a chance to get go back on the road and get on the right track and uh, then come home and finish the year. So let's uh, get back to work this week and uh, find something.
0: It was actually two years ago this month, right? We got on our memories that we were at Indiana State the win a couple years ago. That was a fun place to go to. Uh, we've had had some success there. So, yeah, that is something definitely, obviously, to get us back on the right track these last two games you're right, Coach Hill, and he preaches about every team we play that they're a good football team. So we'll see how it all plays out. We will preview good down on Friday. Again, follow Dogs Football, Dogs Podcast on Instagram, and, and anywhere else you get your podcasts that we've said before. So another loss, unfortunate. We've fallen a little bit here, took some stumbles. Granted, against good teams, Northern Iowa is, I think, the only one we can actually – well, Missouri State outplayed us so definitely against good teams, but we're definitely looking forward. Only can look forward. Can't look back anymore. It stinks about the top eight placement. No
1: final thoughts here. Yeah, just like you said, they outplayed us, they out executed us in all four all three phases of the game. So uh we're gonna have to figure something out. We're gonna have to learn how to sustain drives or you're not gonna or we're not gonna last a long we're all, our season ain't gonna last as long as we want it to. So uh yeah, Coach Hill and the and the staff's gonna have to come up with some kind of game plan to get us going here, and uh, hopefully have a great week of practice and let's get back into it. Yes, they mentioned the day
0: off we had today as well. Hopefully that lifts some more guys' spirit before we game it or we uh, get down to work here for this week. Yes, because we talked about how the a home playoff game isn't actually out of reach as we know. So depending on how these last two games go, that's still. The goal to have. So for Nick Malone, no alerts. until Friday to preview the second most even more go dogs.